I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. When we're talking about offense, I was told a story a long time ago about a, a boy went to the, the circus and he saw this big elephant. And this big elephant was held down by this tiny, tiny little rope. And the elephant could just rip it away at any time. And the boy asked his father, you know, how come the elephant doesn't rip it away? And the answer is, is that when the elephant's just a small baby, they tie it with that same rope, and the elephant tries to get free. It's only a little small little elephant. It tries to get free and tries to get free, and it knows it can't. Then it grows up, and it becomes this big, muscular uh, animal, and it's still bound by that which bound it when it was young. And it doesn't even try to get free because it just remembers its bondage of the past. And many of you, uh, you try to be strong in Christ and grow, but you're still bound by offenses and hurts of the past. Still bound by things that, that Satan has put in your life to, to hinder you. And I want to tell you today, we're going to talk about offense, and we're going to talk about how God can set you free from that, because you're bigger than that rope. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. How's that sound? That sounds great. Now... Are you easily offended? It's my question. Are you easily offended? Or do you have somebody in your life that's easily offended? Uh-huh. Or maybe you, you have offended somebody, you know? What's offense? What, what, what's it mean to you when your people are offended? Well, offense is when um, uh, I'm like overly sensitive or maybe it could be just the the mind the smallest thing and the other person does not really mean anything and yet for my in my mind i i take it in in a different light in maybe in a negative way in a, more in a personal way that that uh, you know that i react negatively yeah. churches have been destroyed because of this businesses have been destroyed friendships have been destroyed that's right i didn't get a christmas card the pastor did not smile at me this my week. My husband did get, buy me a flower for my birthday. No, but I bought you a buffet. <laughs> right. You know, but but it does yes. cause um, division and, and it, it causes a lot of factions in different levels of relationships. And it's a hurt. The hurt causes this. It's one pastor, um, you know, he had a problem. Because, you know, he, as a pastor, like I, I'm a pastor now and... and there's a lot of people in the church. Uh, our church is growing. And you can forget things. Like people say, Jim, can we pray for this in the meeting? And then I forget, you know, to mention it. That's why usually Joy reminds me. But there was one pastor who had the same situation. And they had a women's meeting that was out in the garden. And the pastor's wife found out, oh, no, we didn't invite this one lady. And this one lady was a troublemaker. She always took things so easily offended. Mm -hmm. That kind of person got to walk on eggs, right? Wow. And by the way, if you live with somebody, you got to walk on eggs. They actually control your life. They control your situation. True. So anyway, the pastor's wife got on the phone. And she called this lady and said, I'm so sorry we didn't invite you, but you're welcome to come anyway. And she goes, hmm. It wouldn't do anything anyway. I've already prayed for rain. She prayed for rain. Offensive spirit. Yes, yes. Wow. Well, what are we supposed to do with people like that? 
Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we deal with people who get offended, and how do we deal when we are offended? That's important, because how you deal with offense. You see, Jesus said, Matthew 18, 7. Can you read that? Matthew right. 18, 7? Yes. Matthew 18, yes, 7. Yes, here you go. It says, Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. See, that's a promise. We will have offense. It will come. It will happen. And you will probably offend somebody. I don't want to offend people, but I've done that. It's not in my heart, but it happens. Mm -hmm. And it happens in this life because we're imperfect people. That's right. But we should have started off with this verse in Acts. You had it there already. Yes. Acts 24, verse 16. Yes. Acts 24, 16. Okay. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. You see, Paul said, I try everything I can not to have offense towards God and men. Towards men. Now, it's really, we, we didn't even put in our notes to talk about offending God. You say, how can we offend God? We offend God when we don't appreciate Him. We offend God when we, we, we don't respond. That's where the Bible says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. But we're going to mostly talk today about mm -hmm. offending people. And Paul says, I try not to do that. Yes. Now, the Greek word in the Bible for offense is skandalizo. Skandalizo. And the word means this. It means to scandalize. We get the word scandalize from that in English, a scandal. To entrap, to trip up. It also means, it also means uh, to cause resentment. And it's even used for, you know, the, you know those traps, you know, mm -hmm. you build a trap and you put that little piece of wood. That's right. And, and the animal gets in, you pull away that piece of wood and it comes down. It also is the word for that little piece of wood. Wow. So it, it's either we trapping people or they trapping us. And it also we get offended, we get hurt by it. And it's almost synonymous with the word to displease. Mm-hmm. You ever been in an atmosphere that no matter what you did, it displeased someone? That's right. That's, That's right. People who, you know, sometimes um, have a lot of, expect you to act a certain way and then we, we fail to come up to their expectation. Or maybe we did not say it the way they probably want or responded to say the way yes. they want. And then, you know, it caused um, uh, offense. Well, that's what, what we're talking about here. I know people that left churches, left relationships because they were offended. Often a misunderstanding or something that could have been overlooked. Mm -hmm. But when we, we're going to get to the bottom of this today that we can help you. That's right. Now, Jesus talked about an offense that will come. I won't call it a good offense because it has a negative result, but an offense that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And that, convince, that, that offense is people that are offended that we share the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's right. And you have any comment on that? Yes, time? and uh, we... we um we hear of, uh, we, we have personally experienced, I have personally experienced it, wherein, you know, you, you try to share about the love of Christ, you share, try to share about the good news, and then they get offended by it. They get offended and they say that, you know, I don't want to listen to it. I mean, sometimes they would be uh, harsh, you know, in, 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 in closing uh, the topic or the subject matter. Well, the Bible tells us, you know, that, that the gospel's an offense, stumbling block for many. And we saw that in, 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 in Sweden, where we would go on the street, and we'd order a lot of copies of a book, a magazine called Tronsverd, uh, the faith, the world's mm -hmm. faith in the world. And 
uh, face world is what it is. And what would happen is, is that the cover could be many things that were religious and people would take them. But one time, all they had on the cover was the word Jesus for the headline and then pictures. Nobody would take it because Jesus is still an offense. You can talk about God, you can talk about mm -hmm. church, you can talk about religious things, but you talk about Jesus, all of a sudden, it gets bad. Mm -hmm. It's because he's still an offense. Now, that kind of offense we'll never get away from because he's living in us, and we share that offense with That's him. That's right. We share that because we belong to him, uh -huh. and we are proud of him. That's right. But there is a fence we can deal with. There is the fence that we need to, we need to deal with today. And what... You have a comment on here, Joy. Well, I keep asking the comment. I here. think, like you said earlier on, that um, the offense that we're talking about is more on a horizontal level. You know, how we uh, that that comes out of uh, relationships, interacting with one another, and it could be, you know, from different levels. Maybe in the office, between you know the boss and the employee, or between office mates, between husband and wives, between siblings. You know, so all, all everything on the horizontal relationship. Well. The Bible says this in Proverbs eighteen nineteen. It says, A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and can, their contentions is like the bars of a castle. Uh, the Bible says that offenses are coming. Plan on it. They'll be there. But your attitude will decide how you make it through that with the hurt feelings, or you're going to learn how mm -hmm. to deal with it. Um, when we were in, in, in uh, Sweden once, I was asked to be the pastor of a Methodist church for a while to fill in. I, I was not a Methodist, but uh, it was a good, good people, a good church. The bishop, a friend of mine, he asked me if I could fill in. So I said, okay, I'll fill in. But I wasn't aware of all the liturgy they had because you know, I'm a different background, more Nazarene and, and, and holiness Methodist, which is related, but more free form. And so what happened was is that, that after the meeting, this older gentleman came, and he, he, was, he came on a cane to the mm -hmm. meetings all the time, and he was old. He could hardly walk on the cane. He lifted up his cane, and he was going to hit me over the head, and he started screaming in the church, 70! How 70. dare you, 70! I thought, what did I do, run over his cat? What did I do, you know? And he started yelling at me. He was so mad, he was fit to kill. And I says, what, what did I do? It's 70, <laughs> Psalm 70. And I say, yeah, Psalm 70 is a good psalm. Then I realized that every Sunday in that church, they sang during the offering Psalm 70. Oh, wow. Nobody had told me. Nobody had warned me. And after that day, of course, I sang Psalm 70. But that offended him so much that he was ready to beat up the preacher. Just because I, I did not know, nobody informed me, then that church, they had a tradition of singing Psalm 70. And God looks at that. And he says, kids, grow up. <laughs> kids, grow up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And also another thing, um, Jim, is uh, what is so, I, what, what I hear this so often, you know, people when they, when they share, you know, but probably when they were growing up, you know, uh, one sibling was favored uh, over another, and, and, and they get offended, and it created a wound that never healed. And so uh, a lot of things just... just Things like this, you're in different levels of relationship. A person that's easily offended is, is, is motivated more by emotion than facts. And it's so hard to be able to communicate because they've been hurt. That's There's right. an inner hurt. And often the hurt goes way back, like you said, as a mm -hmm. child. 
it goes back that they felt that, that others were preferred or, or something happened. But the good news is there helps on the way. That's right. Where do these offenses come from is the question I have here. Well, it comes from many forms, you know. A lot of times it's because of communication problems. A lot of times maybe, uh, you know, we did not um, communicate well, you know, that the other person was able to understand it. Another thing also is gossip. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. Gossip can also cause, oh, you yes. know, a lot of offense. Well, the Bible says on that, Proverbs 26, verse 21, a quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light charcoal and fire light wood. What dainty morsels rumors are, mm -hmm. but they sink deep into somebody's heart. Wow. And it's very... Now, you see, normally when people are that touchy... Sensitive. Irritated, it has to do with rejection, hurt feelings, yes. being misunderstood, um, and, all these things. And sometimes also it's because of a low self-esteem too, you know? Yes. They, yeah, probably because of that as well. Well, the Bible tells us we can be trained in this area. If you could read uh, Acts twenty four sixteen, which we had started out with, you can read that again for us uh -huh. so we can, we can have that again. Okay, Acts twenty four sixteen. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. You see, the Bible tells us that we can, we can train ourselves. Strive. Strive to we have. We can train ourselves not to be offense. Uh, we can take three lessons from David and Goliath. Remember David and Goliath? And Goliath was this nine-foot-tall guy, and, and he came out and he would battle at the, at the Israelites. And some of the things, there's three things we learn, and I only can go through this quickly. Okay. Um, and that is, the first one is the spirit of judgment. He, he's sitting there saying, why did you come to set out in your battle array? Why do you come against me? You're just a bunch of people. What are you doing? How many know that there's a spirit of judgment often in people that are easily offended? They're judging other people. And Jesus said, judge not, lest you be judged. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that, that, that judging people, I try to teach our staff, I try to teach our people, you can judge an action, but you cannot judge a person's heart. That's right. Because we don't even know what's in our heart. We can say, well, I have pure motives. But the Bible says the heart is, is deceitful and wicked above all things who should know mm -hmm. it. And Paul says, you know, I don't even know what's in my heart. And so what we try to do is right. But if I, you know, we have a hard time with ourselves, how can we judge somebody else? I could say something like, like um, a judgment of an action that um, I know. I could say, Jennifer, which is our camera lady there. I could say, Jennifer, uh, you're driving too fast. You're driving 70 in a 15-mile-an-hour zone, and that's too fast. <laughs> how many know? That's a real thing. That, that is something I'm judging an action. Mm -hmm. But I can't go to her and say, you have a wicked heart. All you want to do is speed fast. She might have just been ignoring it. She might have the sun in her eyes. and didn't. You see what I mean? I can't judge your heart, right. but I can judge the action. And this is what we have to learn. If we are judgmental, we are easily offended because what we sow will mm -hmm. come back to right. us and we will feel offended. That's right. That's right. That's right. The second thing is the spirit of slander. Spirit of slander. He said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. And then he said in verse 43 also to David, Am I a dog that you come out at me with sick sticks? What is slander? Slander is a verbal attack that, uh, with the purpose of destroying somebody's character. I get grieved when I hear people, Christians, the way that they'll slander one another. And it grieves the heart of God. You know, the Bible says there's seven things that God hates. 
And the seventh thing, which in the Hebrew would mean God lists seven things, and seven being a perfect number. So the seventh thing listed means the thing that God hates more mm -hmm. perfectly than anything else. It says, he who causes division among the brethren. And many people cause division in the church. They split churches. They, they, they do things because, basically because of slander. They're going out. And we can't have that in the body of Christ. It says, and so the third thing here is a spirit of intimidation. A person who works and is easily offended um, is either uh, a victim of somebody who's intimidating uh -huh. or they themselves will intimidate through that you always have to walk on eggshells and they will... Yeah, it's a form of control as well, you know. Like you said, when, when you are around people who walk on eggshell, it's, it's, it's also like, you know, they're, they're trying to control the whole environment, the whole situation. Yes. Yeah, because of their attitude. And, and I've seen this so many times, but we have to go on because of our time. Um, the Bible tells us three types of people we shouldn't offend. The Bible actually says it. It says in 1 <laughs> Corinthians 10, 32, it says, Give none offense to, number one, the Jew, number two, the Gentile, and number three, the Church of God. There's nobody else. That's everybody. That's everybody. <laughs> it says, Give no offense to the Jew, the Gentile, which is the non-Jew, and... To the church of God. Isn't that amazing? Hallelujah. I've got to smile when I read that verse. <laughs> How do I overcome a fan? So we have to do this in 10 minutes, so we have to run through this. And the major source of offense is pride. Pride, mm -hmm. hurt pride. Mm -hmm. My feelings was hurt. I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I was hurt when you said that. Mm -hmm. and, and what we need to learn is, is that, yes, it hurt our pride. And we've all had our pride hurt. And I'm not saying it's right that people hurt your pride. Uh, we need to protect one another. But the problem is that people will hurt our pride. And we need to learn to forgive in clan. So the first thing we need to do is have a heart of mercy and forgiveness. I like that. Heart of mercy and forgiveness. Um, don't talk about that grouchy person. Pray for them. That's right. Don't say, oh, I'm tired of that so-and-so come to church. I just look at them and they, they're so grouchy. Start praying for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Have a heart of forgiveness. Have a heart of joy. I'm just, I'm just smiling inside because sometimes, like, for example, I, I lead worship in the church, you know. And sometimes, you know, people, they have a uh, different perception of what uh, uh, good music is for worship. Some, they like it fast. Some, they like it loud. Some, they like it soft and mellow. Some, they like the hymns. Some, they like the chorus. I mean, there's so many. You, you, I mean, you, you get so many ideas, you know. And then... Um, so what you do is just, you know, sometimes people come to me with their ideas of this and that, and I smile, and I, I don't take it lightly, but I don't get offended when they come, because that, that also reflects a desire in their heart to be able to worship God one particular way, maybe because that's how they were brought up. So again, I cannot judge, I cannot judge their heart when they say that the only way to worship is this, you know? So you have to make room, you have to have Allowance, mercy, patience, like you said. That's right. <laughs> well, that's the first one. And, and, and it's so important. We have to forgive each other. We have to forgive people. And if we don't forgive, um, we ourselves will be hurt. So the next thing we want to do here is, is stay strong in the Word of God. The Bible tells us if we stay strong in the Word of God, that will empower us. We will 
learn mm -hmm. from God. You know, John 16, 1 says this, These things I have spoken that you would not be offended. These things I have spoken that you not be offended. Now, he was talking about the offense of the cross and the offense of belonging to him, but it also applies to other areas of our life. And it's amazing that people will sacrifice relationships with others and even with God for the sake of their pride and lack of forgiveness. If someone's offended you, if someone's hurt you, if you get in the Word of God, you begin, begin to soften your heart. That's right. Let me tell you something. One day when we stand before God, it's not going to matter what that person said about you. When you're, when you're gone and you're dead and you, you're before God's throne, you're not going to remember because all of a sudden, the <laughs> Bible says every idle word we've spoken is recorded. Now, if we put it under the blood of Jesus, it's forgiven and gone. But if we haven't and, and then we hear all the words we've said, I, I think we're going to forget really quickly what other people said about us. And so we need to forgive. We need to get into the Word. And staying strong in the Word will empower you. Mm -hmm. And I've got to get back to forgiveness. I, it's so important. D.L. Moody, one of our greatest preachers in America around the turn of the century, he, um, uh, last century, and he's uh, 1900s. I've got to say that because I forgot we got into a new century now. Right. You know, now it's 2007. But what happened was is that, that uh, he, was on the, he was on the stand, and all of a sudden, he says to Sankey, Sankey was his uh, musician and song leader. He said, I got to go down to the crowd because I see a man there that I inadvertently offended today. And I want to ask his forgiveness before the meeting starts. What a man. No wonder mm -hmm. God used him. Amen. He was thinking more about, you know, uh, I inadvertently uh, offended that person. I need to take the initiative and go down. Jesus said, if your brother has something against you, go to him. And if someone's offended you, uh, or you offended them, go to them. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's good. Well, another thing is, like you said, gossip, and we have to forgive, and we've we got to be determined that we'll, have, that we'll give no power in our life to offense. I was reading about a lady, her name was Harriet, and, and she saw Brother John's car parked at a bar one night. Now, he wasn't in the bar, the guy, anyway. It just happens that parking lot was next to some other buildings, but he couldn't find a parking space, so he parked Near, in the bar. Okay. Man, she spread it all through the church. Do you know where I saw John's car last night? Soon everybody knew wow. in the church, and they had a negative picture of John, even though it wasn't true. Well, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't too good. What he did is he took his car. When she went to bed at night, he went and parked it in her her parking space in her house, and then and then left it there all night. So the next day she got up, everybody else was talking about, did you see where John's car was last night? It was at sister, sister's house all night long. Well, we're not supposed to play games like that. No. But you understand the power of words. The Bible says that we should cover one another's sin. I made so many mistakes in my life. I'm ashamed of them. And I thank God that God is the God who covers our sins. Once we come and we give it to God and we say, God, forgive me, then he cleanses us. And then we, instead, we shouldn't be bringing up the past of other people. We should, we should bless them. Mm -hmm. We should bless yeah, and, them. And also, also, like you said, not bringing up the past, you know. Uh, when, when, when somebody offended, has offended us, you know, it's good, like you said, to, to just release. Even if you have not had the chance yet 
to maybe talk to the person. But in your heart, you release. Release the hurt. Release the disappointment that you feel. And say, Lord, I just release these feelings to you. Uh, you know, and the hurt, and I ask that, uh, and I ask that you just heal me, heal my hurts, heal my wounds, and I for, I release forgiveness to this person. It's the first step. It's when you do when we do that, it is the first step. You know, and 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 it it brings a, a freedom in our life. It brings a, a lot of freedom in our life when we do that. What I teach the people in our church is we have the spirit of reconciliation. Paul says we have the spirit of reconciliation. Even when I correct people, I had to correct some people yesterday. I didn't like doing that because of some things that were going on. Even if we correct and we do it, always has to be done in the spirit of reconciliation. Our goal is not to offend. Our goal is not to hurt. Our goal is to help take weeds out of people's lives. As a pastor now I'm talking, and help them grow. How much more all of us in our own everyday life? We are called to have a spirit of reconciliation. We are called to build up, not to tear down and hurt people. And if every one of us did that, we would not have half the problems we have. Mm -hmm. Well, the next thing, because our time is going, is that we have the fruit of the Spirit. If we begin walking in the fruit of the Spirit, we have love. Yes. We have patience. Yes. We have kindness. We have gentleness. Yes. We have long-suffering. We have all these things. And if you have patience and long-suffering... If somebody offends you and really hurts you, it hurts. I mean, I don't care how spiritual you are, it still hurts. Yes. Yes. But how you react to it shows how far you've come in God. If you get bitter, the Bible says many are defiled by the root of bitterness. If you get bitter, you'll never grow. If somebody comes to your church and they're different, we don't criticize them. We don't knock them down. We say, God, teach us how we can help them. Teach us how we can be a positive influence in mm -hmm. their life. Right. Teach us how we can help them to grow. Uh, we have new visitors from Norway on here uh, on our TV program. And, and I remember one city in Norway where uh, uh, there was church membership. And this church, the pastor said, we haven't had revival in this church for many years. I said, what happened? He said, we had church membership meeting, and this lady was going to join the church who had used to be more of a loose woman. She wasn't really, really bad, but she was kind of a loose reputation. On the day she was going to become a member in that church, she got an anonymous letter saying, we don't want your kind of people in this wow. church. God will write Inkabod on that church because God accepts them. When you come to Jesus, confess your sins. He takes care of it. That's right. And we need to accept and love and restore such a person. And that church did not have revival after that. Let me read a poem to you in closing. And I kind of like it because it kind of puts all these things together. And it's by Amy Carmichael. And it's called, it's her famous poem called If. If. It says this. If I belittle those whom I am called to serve, talk about their weak points and contrast perhaps with what I think are my strong points... If I adopt a superior attitude, then I know nothing of Calvary love. If I take offense easily, if I am content to continue in a cool unfriendliness, though friendship be possible, then I know nothing of Calvary's love. If I forbitterly towards those who condemn me, as it seems as it seems to me unjustly, forgetting that if they knew me as I know myself, they would condemn me much, much more, then I know nothing. Of Calvary's Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come. Rain down 
love I claim on earth what's coming from heaven To be here any day Oh, I can taste His promise That is coming my way